When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and SJ Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is my second channel where I talk about business and marketing and entrepreneurship and personal development, all that kind of stuff that's not really a fit for my main channel. Today, I wanted to follow up on my video from last week, which rustled a few jimmies by giving you another unpopular opinion, why people need to shut up about Spotify, stop crying about Spotify, and the whole idea that they're somehow screwing artists or not paying artists what they deserve. People just will not let this idea go. There is an amazing amount of like entitlement in the music industry about Spotify. And so in this video, I wanna explain why I think that that's very misguided and illustrate some kind of larger concepts about kind of how the business world works so that you can understand that what's happening here is actually not at all unusual and it makes perfect sense. And also if you haven't signed up for my newsletter yet, there's a link to that in the description. I send out a weekly email with a link to any content I put out this week. Check that out at the link in the description. So first of all, I just kind of want to start at the high level that I think people are thinking about Spotify in completely the wrong way. Musicians are very like myopically focused on how they can use Spotify to make money, which obviously like that is an important part of Spotify, but it's not the only part of Spotify. And I would argue that it's not even the most important aspect of Spotify for musicians. There are two things that they can do for you. Number one is revenue. They can help you make money. Number two is discovery. They can help you grow your audience, reach new people, get more listens from the people who do know who you are. And I would argue that the discovery part for small artists is way more valuable than the revenue part. Because remember, like it kind of doesn't matter what their royalty rate is when nobody is listening to your band. Zero times anything is still zero. In my opinion, small artists or small businesses of any kind should be focusing on growth more than anything else. Build that platform up until you get to a certain level, then you can maybe focus on monetizing it more, but until you've gotten to that level of like, I don't know, for an artist, let's say, 100,000 monthly listeners or something on Spotify, I think that's gotta be your first priority. And the fact of the matter is that when it comes to discovery, Spotify is better than any other platform on the planet has ever been. Like it is the best music discovery tool that there ever was, period. 
number one, they have their curated playlists. For example, like Rap Caviar. Like if you get on Rap Caviar, that could like make your whole career. Or the ones created by users. Like I have, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 Spotify playlists, which have between like two and 8,000 followers, which is not a ton, but for a small artist that's trying to get discovered, getting on one of my playlists that has like 7,000 listeners, that could be the thing that kind of gets them that initial thing that snowballs and turns into a bigger career. And also the algorithm, this is a big one. So people have this, I think, kind of correct idea that when it comes to playlists, there's these gatekeepers that you have to get through. You know, there's the whole process of submitting your song to the editors to be reviewed, to get put on a playlist, which 99.9% of the time, it'll never end up on one. But their discovery algorithm is the answer to that. For example, like the Discover Weekly, or if you look at like the daily mixes, it's crazy how good their algorithm is. It knows that there's a difference between like Madball and a Have Heart. It knows that there's a difference between like Born of Osiris and a Mirror. If you get plugged into that, that could give your band like thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of new monthly listeners. So I would ask, what is more valuable to you? An extra $50 a month in royalties or 20,000 new people listening to your music? So to kind of compare all the different platforms, I think you can rank them on those two different dimensions, on either revenue or discovery. For example, I think Spotify is amazing at discovery and it's okay at revenue. Like, you know, you can make some money there. On the other hand, Bandcamp is amazing for revenue because you sell something for 10 bucks and you get to keep, what, seven or eight of that? Like if you just wanna make money, Bandcamp is the way to go. However, it sucks at discovery because Bandcamp is kind of deliberately a small company that doesn't want to be big and sucks at technology. They're like the music platform equivalent of one of those a hipster cassette only labels. And remember, you can put your music on all of these platforms and you should and use them for what they're good at. Like Aaron from Intervals is good at this. He spends money on Facebook ads driving people directly to Bandcamp because that's where he makes most of his money. But then he's also working on the Spotify stuff to kind of do the best to take advantage of that algorithm and grow his audience. These things, it's not either or, it's both and. Discovery is important, revenue is also important. You can't expect any one platform to just hand you success on a silver platter to like grow your audience and hand you money hand over fist, right? Like that's not the way the world works. And remember, this emphasis on revenue is a new thing because it just wasn't even a possibility before. Remember, everybody talks about how much they loved MySpace and Pure Volume. They didn't pay you shit or mp3.com. People loved those because they were good at discovery. Well, guess what? Spotify is even better at discovery than those platforms and there's also a bigger revenue opportunity there. Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like Chicago's. Yeah! Yeah! The Wrath of Man.
the buzzer. WMNS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, You can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use HyperFollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. So to borrow the idea of revealed preference from economics, everybody complains about Spotify and acts like it's such a terrible, awful platform for artists, and yet they're all on Spotify. So if they really thought Spotify was so terrible, if they really thought they were better off without their music on Spotify, it wouldn't be on there. For example, like Taylor Swift wasn't on there until two years ago or whatever, because she really truly thought she was better off without Spotify. So just to sum all of that up, point number one is musicians are thinking about Spotify completely wrong. They're myopically focused on royalties, on revenue. What they should be thinking about is growth. And Spotify is an amazing platform for that. The second point that I want to make is that this is normal. Like this is how business works. Music is not special. Spotify does not behave differently than any other business. This is normal. Like this is the way the world of business works. I think a lot of musicians, because they just lack experience in business, they don't understand that. So they feel like that this is some sort of particularly like awful situation that they're caught in that nobody else is in like oh we're the little guy getting screwed well guess what this is the nature of any business in which the distributor has way more leverage than the suppliers do for example let's look at walmart and amazon if you want to sell shit walmart is the largest brick and mortar retailer amazon is the largest e-commerce retailer and if you want to sell shit at walmart or on amazon you're going to play by their rules and guess what their rules are usually not very nice people do not like dealing with walmart and amazon because they have all the leverage they control the distribution channel they control the relationship with the people with the consumers the people actually buy the product they are not nice to their suppliers and i'm not saying that's a good thing i'm just saying that's business for example Let's say Procter & Gamble, you know, they make Tide and Febreze and Swiffer and a lot of other stuff I used to work on. So I know this from talking to the people at P&G. 
if Walmart decides that Tide is too expensive and that every bottle of Tide should be 50 cents cheaper, because they are by far and away Procter & Gamble's number one distribution channel, they're gonna go to P&G and say, you guys need to make this bottle of Tide cheaper and P&G kinda doesn't really have any choice but to do it. Walmart kinda holds all the cards because without that distribution channel, P&G can't sell Tide. And it's the same with Amazon. You know, if you sell, I don't know, phone cases or something like that. You are just one of 9 million other phone case suppliers. And so you're gonna follow Amazon's rules or they're gonna kick you out of their store. And they don't really care if you leave because there's 9 million other phone case suppliers that are more than happy to take your spot. And if that sounds kind of shitty, well, it is. Like I said, all the suppliers hate this. Like everybody who sells on Amazon and Walmart thinks they're dicks, but they kind of have no choice but to play ball because Amazon and Walmart have all the leverage. And so nobody can really push back. Unless you are one of the people that has a product that's just so good, that's so exceptional, that people demand so much that you can kind of have the leverage to negotiate because they have to have your product if you are Nike or Apple or something like that. And even then, I think Amazon is probably gonna tell you tough shit because that is how much power they have. And by now you're probably starting to kind of connect the dots and go, oh, this sounds a lot like the music industry. And it is. There's this kind of classic business school like strategy model here called the five forces model that actually describes both of these situations very well, like the retail landscape and the music industry landscape. So there are five forces that kind of govern the competitive dynamics and profitability of any industry. Supplier power, which is if you are a musician or if you make Tide, how much power do you have to negotiate with the distributors? There is buyer power, which is the opposite of that. So those two things kind of fight each other. And in this case, there's a lot of buyer power and not that much supplier power. And then on the other axis, you have the threat of new entrants. In other words, like how many competitive new products may come into this industry. And in the case of music, the threat of new entrants is super high because there's new music being made all the time, right? And the other force is the threat of substitutions, which means what other things could take the place of the product that you're selling. In the case of music, that is any other thing that you might use for entertainment, like podcasts, Netflix, video games, TikTok, whatever. Again, that's super high in this case. And so all of that comes together in the middle here, which is the degree of competitive rivalry. And the higher the competitive rivalry is, the lower the profitability will be for any individual selling something in this industry. And so if you look at it through this lens, it's pretty obvious why the music industry is the way it is. And I'm not saying like, shut up and accept it. I'm not saying you have to like it. It's totally understandable to be frustrated by that. I'm just saying that like whining about it does not do any good. And it kind of makes you look unsophisticated because like I said, this is not unique to music by any means. This is a very common dynamic in tons and tons of industries. So it just kind of makes you look like you don't understand business. So instead of complaining about how fucked up it is and how frustrating it is, what you need to do is just make a plan. Start with where you want to be and work backwards from there. Like figure out how much money you want to make in a year or in a month or whatever from music or any other product and work backward from there. How are you going to use Spotify as part of this? How will you use Bandcamp as part of this? What role is like Patreon or merch going to play in all this? You make a plan and you work towards it and use each one of these platforms for what they're good at and understand that none of the them, like nobody is going to come along and just hand you success on a silver platter like here you go here's a million fans and a million dollars that's just not how life works that's not how business works and the sooner you just kind of come to terms with that and understand that it's on you to forge your own path the quicker you're going to get there all right my friends that does it for this video i know this one may ruffle a few feathers but it had to be said i'm tired of people complaining about this it drives me nuts all right my friends that does it for this episode of the podcast if you made it this far thank you thank you for listening we sincerely Sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. 
If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.